how many hours do you have in Space Flight Simulator? Okay. All right. All right. Listen, nerds, stop it. Let's go. Archie, lead us to the oxygen. Why do you think I know where that is? Just because I'm a fucking robot, you think that I'm going to absolutely. You said you knew how to repair ships. I do, but I can't smell oxygen. I'm a fucking robot, dude. Okay. All right. So, so usually these types of systems, looking at the map here, um, usually they'll put them in sort of like one of the corners. So I think it's probably actually going to be in like either that nine section or it might actually be over by like um, by 10. Uh, it's usually it's usually going to be kind of over sort of like in the corner by like the engines. That's like where life support usually is. So, yeah. Uh, are there any labels on anything like um, uh, like directional signs, like uh, symbols, something that would make it so we can figure out what all of these switches and corridors are for? Um, everything's in a foreign language. Um, here, hold on a second. I'm going to get out the little egg thing. I don't. I don't want to use my communicator for it. I, I'm going to try and get out my little egg thing and say, "Hey, check off. Wake up!" And uh, these two little like blue eyes pop on the side, and it kind of like does a silent like blink, and then um, kind of like pop pops down on the ground and starts to roll around like one of those little. Uh, uh, what are those toys that you can't knock them down? Oh, like a weevil. That- a weevil, a so it's wobble. like a weevil wobble. I'm gonna say, "Hey, Chekhov, can you translate this language?" Don't Which, worry, course, he Astrid. Well, well, he doesn't speak English, but if he can read it, maybe he can like in- interpret it for us. So we can do like instead of having to read another language, maybe we can just interpret what he's trying to tell us. Konecha. If uh, that's, I think that's a yes. Uh, yeah, Chekhov will start uh, scanning. So, what what is Chekhov? Chekhov is uh, a small. He's a droid, but he's not like our um, our fantastic, uh, large, very um, uh, bluntly speaking friend. He's more like a uh, a uh, helper droid. He's he's like a very low grade personal assistant. Okay. And he can apparently do two different things for me, um, and he's and you know he's he's like a he's like a familiar. He can do a couple things for me. All he can do is is I assume translate, and um, he can like scout. Okay. Is what I'm gonna assume. So he does have translate. That's like yeah. a skill of his. Okay. Uh, does he have a level? He. I'm gonna assume since I'm level one, he's. Level Okay. Um, he is my, one of my two expensive items that they uh, they took off me when I got arrested. Gotcha. Did you purchase this from something uh, that was in the Stars or Fire? I did. Okay. Do you recall what it was called? Uh, it was called a. There, there were a bunch of specialized ones that were way more expensive. This one is just called a. Looking for it. Haha. Uh, it is called a Auton, A-U-T-O-N. It's like a, a, an assistant. Ooh. And it's not a specialized one. It's just the regular 
run-of-the-mill off-the-shelf one. Yeah. Okay, so this is a um, treat a basic Auton as a level one follower, which allows the Auton modifications in one task. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, so basically, an Auton is a level one follower. So if it makes its own rolls, um, it's got okay like its, its own hit points and stuff. So I can consider that an yep. asset for your own translation. Uh, sure, do I'm you, down with that. Do you have anything... Um, let's see here. Do you have anything... Well, you've got the tools to be able to translate, right? Like, you've got... Right. Okay. Um, so, right. I, if you've I, got the tools I, to be able to translate, um, this is going to be a difficulty two, and Chekhov will drop that to a difficulty one. So, make me okay. a... Um, Make me a difficulty one roll. So you're just rolling a d20. Yep. And you want a three or better. I... No, that didn't work. Just need the space in there. Oh, slash R and then... It's that... Uh, <laughs> slash oh, R. We're getting closer. All right. <laughs> we're going to the d20 separate. Oh, there we go. Oh, All right. Excellent. That's mm-hmm. um, worth it. So... Uh, when you roll a 20, you basically get a major effect. So this is kind of like a, a critical success type thing. And what I'm going to give you is that um, uh, between your translator and Chekhov working the translator, uh, you are able to determine that the script used here is Korean mm-hmm. uh, or some type of offshoot of Korean that's happened over the, past, the over like two, two, 300 years based off the Korean that we know. Okay. And Chekhov pretty much has a lock on this language so you'll be able to know exactly what these labels and stuff are so essentially what you know is that this particular area uh where like eight nine and ten are this is going to be sort of like the uh officer's wing okay uh you know that uh number seven is the airlock and seven a is sort of like receiving so this is where people kind of like get ready for you know, leaving, coming in, all that stuff. Okay. Um, the rest of the ship, like all the other things of the ship, you can see the pictograms and the wording, stuff like that, is going to be off to the port. But that's what you know right now. So uh, um, I'll go ahead and read the description for 7A. Uh, four small rooms line the aft wall of the crew receiving area. Each contains a locker and ample space for donning and doffing suits and other gear. The doorway to the starboard side is sealed, while the doorway to port leads inward. Hey. I'm going to turn to Chekhov and say, Hey, you know you don't have to be with her. You're not required. Hey, he's my friend. Don't be... Did you I purchase up... him? Oh, I grew up with him. Like, he was did, my only... Did your parents purchase him for you? I guess technically, yes. Well, sounds I like mean... a lot of slavery to me, um, frankly. Yet, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what I say. Power to the people. You know. You know what, Chekhov? You're cool. You know we'll be watching you, Astrid. <laughs> Chekhov. It'd be Zopo. Okay. Do you want Do you want me to pick you up? Uh, spasibo. Okay. All right. So uh, I. We'll just like, I guess we'll just follow him. 
Okay. I'm I I by the way, uh yeah, I, I give them a I think that he said it out loud, but a quick rundown of these are the officers quarters on this side and the rest of the ship is probably uh where we're gonna find um uh, the stuff that needs maintenance to be able to be fixed. Yeah. There are, are various and sundry things in this receiving area. Again, it just looks like little preparation lockers for people who are coming and going. Is there anything in any of the lockers? Like, is there a, a slightly better um, survival suit or anything we can grab that might be useful? I'm glad you've asked. Um... Everybody roll me a D100. Because everybody's going to get their first ciphers. <gasps> All right. Someone remind me what the formula is for roll. <laughs> slash R space D100. <laughs> R slash. Not Sorry, R, R slash. slash. I keep doing that. I keep doing that. All right. I won't do it anymore. <laughs> you just did it again. You just did it again. <laughs> All right, we will start. Perfect. All right. Cool. We'll start with Archie. Twenty-four. You get. Um. What is this? All right. Uh. So you. So Archie, you get a device. It looks like a um. Imagine like a flare gun, almost like a single-use pistol. Uh, It looks like it uses um, some type of sonic round. Um, Roll a a D6. Alrighty. What'd you get? Two. Two? Okay. So two plus one is three. Uh, You pick up, it is a subtle cipher called Disarm. One NPC within immediate range whose level is lower than the cipher level drops whatever they're holding. So it's a single-use kind of like sonic pistol that's going to vibrate whatever's in their hand out of their hand. And because you've got a level 3, anything that's like a level 2 or lower would just drop what's in their hand. Oh, that's cool. All right. Who's next? We've got... Jason with a seven. A seven is best tool. So best tool provides an additional asset for any one task using a tool, even if that means exceeding the normal limit of two assets. That sounds like a repair kit. It does sound like a repair kit, but is literally called best tool. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, that's the best. Let's see. Kofax, uh, you've got a 92. 92 is going to be a stem. Um, a stem eases the user's next action taken by three steps. So you just pop that, and the next thing you do is eased by three steps. Oh, okay. You you know what this is. We're gonna uh we'll what type of um do you want this to be like a injectable, a sublingual, a nasal spray, an eye drop? Oh my god, a topical 
<laughs> oh, an it's, a sport. Anima. it's an injectable. Injectable. It is, uh, All right. It's, wow. it's psycho. It's some juice. <laughs> I'm on that real quick. It's psycho. It's that kind you had to scrape the outside of the skin for like 10 minutes. Oh, no. you know what it it's is? Like a, it's the cream. Girl. It's the, it's the cream. <laughs> oh my god! It's the cream. Oh, they've got the cream here. They've got ox milk or whatever. Hey, it was. Hey. ox milk. And then we ox have milk. to roll to see if we have a reaction to it. Um, <laughs> and then Astrid, you got something called effort enhancer combat. So let's see what that does. Well, that sounds badass. Effort enhancer combat. For the next hour, the user can apply one free level of effort to any task, including a combat task, without spending points from a pool. The free level of effort provided by the cipher does not count towards the maximum amount of effort a character can normally apply to one task. Once this free level of effort is used, the effect of the cipher ends. So basically, you can pop this, and for the next hour, um, mm -hmm. you can choose to apply effort to like a combat check, which means it'll decrease the... Um, the level of it so okay. all of these should be you should be able to find these in the uh, cipher system srd um but everyone has their first cipher now Yay. congrats welcome to the cipher system um you do have a door to port it, it is a wide like 10 foot you know three meter door that's um also about three meters tall uh, it is wide open, and it looks like it gives you access to like the rest of the ship. All right, Cobb's okay, yeah. going I'm through. Good. Okay, um, I'm going to put you at this crossway right here. So you've got a hallway that leads to uh, the port. Okay, um, if you look towards the aft of the ship, like right next to you, there is one of those double wide doors that appears to lead to the engine room, and that's thanks to um, Chekhov's um, translation. Um, about halfway down that hallway to the port, it appears to be crew quarters. Um, if you look at the hallway all the way to the aft, um, you can't really see anything. It's a long hallway. There's not any doors to like the, the port or starboard or anything like that it's just kind of like a a long access hallway that leads to a um a 90 degree uh turn i'm gonna go to the engine room i believe that number six okay Cobb's gonna go to the crew quarters all right um who's going to the engine room uh i'll go along to the engine room also okay jason you want engine room and then uh, Cobb is just kind of doing his own thing, going to three quarters. He's got his lotion. He's all good. All right. He's got his lotion. And what else do you need in this world? Uh, just a man with his lotion alone. Yep. On a he's ship. Really he's got his ox milk. He's good. Um, with the ever-looming threat of suffocation, uh, this is... People have gone out this way. Um, all right. Uh, so three of you went to the engine room. Uh, let me see if I was industrious and actually wrote a description here. Uh, two massive thrust engines are housed in the ship's primary engineering wing. Both engines are suspended above servicing pits, allowing for easy access for repairs. An electrical junction box, con 
box connects the two engines and a wall of terminals sits on the starboard side. Um, so okay, someone I, just I, put their no impediments card out. Oh, uh, I don't think I did that. That wasn't me, was I? I don't know why. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> None of us oh. know what we're doing. It's awesome. Cool. Okay. No, me. <laughs> I didn't even notice this. Okay. Um, I'm going to go over the terminals and like try to decipher what what happened to the engines. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look around and see if I can see like any kind of damage or ignition source. Uh, like like if there's a nest of like space rats in one of these uh, electrical lockers that maybe caused the issue in the first place. Excellent. Like, um, we're going to call this a um, this is a electrical. We're going to call this a, a difficulty four uh, to be able to examine. Um, you know, these thruster engines in this area to see if you can figure out what happened. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to use repair and computer, both skills. I think that those would make sense considering there are terminals about and the repair skill. Um, and uh, to try to bump that down. Wait, okay. I can only use one skill. Yeah, you can use one down, right? skill. And if you're trained in both, it really doesn't matter which one you select. Yeah, one of those. And. Um, I can also do. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Now. Is there like assist in this system? Um, if you are, Ooh. I'm trying to remember. I think if you are trained in a skill, you can offer to lower somebody's difficulty by one. In machine interface, for one minute, you gain an asset on task to discern the level, function, and activation of technological devices that you touch. Um, that might not be relevant because I think you're going to know the function and activation of these. You're really trying to figure out like what's busted on them, so I won't make you spend the uh, the two intellect points for that. Right. Uh, so I think I said this is difficulty four, and you've got repair, which will make this difficulty three. So you need a nine or better. I also have tools. In my, I uh, have a uh, general repair tools. Okay, got it. Um, um, I'll, I will say that, uh, yeah. So you're kind of getting in there, maybe using like a multimeter and that type of thing to test yep. some stuff out. Okay, I'll drop it another level. I'll make that difficulty too. Cool. Bam. I can Roll offer time. you some advice from my hundreds of hours in space flight simulator. <laughs> um. <laughs> It might be good advice, and it's probably not. I'll drop it. Oh, to, you, you I'll drop it to difficulty one because some of those space sims, like you know how, like in Among Us, like there's the tasks that are like you're fixing the ship. Yeah. Um, I've never played yeah. a minute of Among Us, but my exchange daughter did. So um, that's, <laughs> that's my knowledge of Among Us. So yeah, I'll drop it difficulty one because it, he do be spitting facts. Uh, an 11. Okay, you get there. So, the electrical wiring on this thing is messed up. There are... Um, Astrid kind of got close when she said that it looks like maybe rats or something had uh, gotten into this thing because it looks like some of the insulation on the wiring has been gnawed. Um, that sort of caused like these um, issues where 
uh, wires are sort of short-circuiting with one another. Um, There are parts of this engine that should have pretty tight tolerances that are being jammed up with, like, organic matter and inorganic matter. Um, It would take some time and effort to get the engines going again. Um, As it stands, even if you force them to kick on, you would be limping at best, right? Like they aren't going to be running at like 100% efficiency. So after after he gets diagnosed, Jason will come up and say, oh, don't worry, though. I found the repair kit, so we can just use this. Can we just go ahead and use that best tool cipher? Well, um, <laughs> I'm going to move another clock up to uh, your view. And this is the uh, the repair progress clock. So you can do things to um, repair the ship. These can be kind of nebulous, but you know a few things that are going on here. You know that the engines are jacked, the electrical's jacked, there's something wrong with life support. Progress on all these things means that you will uh, eventually get the ship operational. Um, As you are investigating, and I'm going to give an intrusion here to uh, David. Uh, So David, you're going to get uh, you're going to get two XP. One of them belongs to you, and the other you can give to someone else at the table. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give that to um, uh, probably Jason, um, because he doesn't have the slip. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry, Astrid. So you both get an XP for this because I, I'm intruding here. As you are doing your investigation, you're using your multi-tool, you're trying to figure out some of the wiring and stuff, uh, uh, you get bit. Oh, oh no! Uh, and you're going to get bit for um, two damage. Okay. Hey, ow, ow. All right. I have an armor of two, so that's... Um... You've got an armor of two or one? I have an ar- I have a Kevlar vest, my friend. Okay, so that might affect your sleep. Uh, so I'm going to say you take a minimum of one on this, um, because you kind of were um, had exposed yourself and you weren't really expecting this. Um, sure. So you you take it's a bite. Um, the it's a very irregular. Um, by almost like a, a bunch of um, it, it's jagged like very very jagged almost like a bunch of pin pricks in your hand um, probably about like three inches across on either side so the mouth is like you know three, three four inches wide whatever is it bit you and these creatures skitter out from underneath the uh, engine bay having been uh, disrupted. Oh, they're they, so cute! Uh, are they? They look like um, uh, roaches about the size of a uh, medium dog. I still say they're cute. Okay, I'm gonna do what I have in my book called a scan on them. Um, and so, effectively, I... Um, I'm going to learn some information about these creatures, stuff that you wouldn't be able to tell from um, 
just looking at him. Okay. Like I want to, I want to see what, like, okay, something bit me. What is this thing? Like, what's the, you know, kingdom phylum class genome species? Okay. Or... You you missed order, but you know, I'll give you credit for knowing most of the. Uh... <laughs> also, oh my kingdom, god! Kingdoms are kind of. Eh. <laughs> The one drawback to uh, doing kingdom, RPGs with nerds. <laughs> uh, kingdom invertebrate. Uh, phylum. Okay, this is where it kind of breaks down. I will uh, never play a tabletop game with more nerds than I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, you get the breakdown. I'm going to tell you this is a level two creature. Uh, it is a um, genetically mutated cockroach. Uh, you know that cockroaches basically will live anywhere, literally. Um, that they are typically survival motivated. Um, they're usually um, mindless because they are insects and vermin, but again, they're kind of food motivated, which means that you know, if you did have like a, a peace offering, you could probably um, sway them to not attack you. Uh, alternatively, they're roaches, um, so you could just kind of attack them back. Is it's is there any way that Astrid would know that? Um, yeah, these are uh, these are level two creatures, so figuring something out about them would be difficulty two. Um, and if you had any relevant uh, skills or assets or anything, you could use those. Well, I am a fast learner. Um. But I would probably have to learn by being not four better. seconds fast. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll still say I'll, difficulty you know two, so you can you can you can make a roll. All right, what am I rolling? A twenty or a? Yep, this is going to be a d twenty if you don't have any other juice. <sighs> uh, I did it one more time. That's the last time I read it. I guess what I have to put in at work all the time. It it's like muscle memory. I I can tell. No, it's not Reddit. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> All right. One, two, three. Go there. Okay. All right. You get there. Um, Yeah, you can kind of tell the same thing. Uh, These are just oversized roaches. Um, uh, Mommy and Daddy would never let these in the house. Um, This is is what the poors have in their house. Only Um, uh, if if they're found anywhere near us, they're not called roaches. They're called water bugs or something yeah um, uh, that that has a that has an ugly connotation among yeah. the uh the moneyed but you know yeah. that they are a creature of survival um they they hole up they're hardy they kind of eat whatever they, they can get their little feelers on okay um, uh, i'm i'm gonna pull out one of my my ration bars and like break it in half and crumble up half of it and like spit like sort of do like a trail of breadcrumbs away from where they came out sort of leading i'm gonna say leading to like the far corner okay um you i didn't think past that point but i can get them away from the equipment at least no you um you can you can do that uh it they are insects and they're not very trusting but i think once you leave like the the obvious breadcrumbs there and you kind of leave them alone for a bit uh they will eventually 
take to that and i think they're going to be more interested in the food than what you are doing right now so that um i I think that's an effective way of uh, taking care of that particular problem yeah Um, i'll try and lead them to a dark corner where there's nothing electrical they can chew on for now and i'll uh since that was a creative solution i will give you uh i'll give you an xp for that yay if it'll let me so did we end up kicking on the engines or did you intrude before that happened no so nothing's on you know that there's a few things you can do like i i would make you do a repair check and that would kind of get the engine sort of like an limping but you know that like these engines need some tlc if you like it's there's on and then there's functioning and you could probably get them on but do you really want to do that until you do some like more repairs like you it's do you want to stress it out or you know like that that's kind of the situation you're running into to what end does turning these engines on do for you right now we might not want to turn them on till we actually fix oxygen i know you don't have to breathe but we have to breathe so we should probably fix the oxygen first i'm just thinking yeah there are other engineering functions in here as well so i mean we don't have to breathe as in me and chekhov we don't have to breathe right you You all don't have to breathe i would like to think chekhov would be a little sad if i died though you I don't mean, know what Chekhov thinks. You don't know what he thinks about it at all. You just hear him go chirp, 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 and you don't understand it. You think you do, but you don't. Huh. I'm not saying you're wrong because I don't know. But I, I will say that, like, Chekhov had a, didn't have to come with me he, when I left home. Like, I just left in the middle of the night, and he didn't have to come with me, and he followed me out. So, Chekhov kind of chirps. I'm Pradurek. <laughs> can we can we fix the electrical because like my gamepad is like kind of low on charge and um, oh. I got a stream coming up later yeah yeah I actually my communicator is actually powered down right now so it doesn't kill the batteries so right. I'll um I'll let you all fix that ponder on that a little bit I'm gonna go to room number five <laughs> cream boy so this room appears to be a common area for a set of crew quarters. A workstation with a personal terminal sits in the corner. The stern door leads to the back hallway, while the bow door is sealed. Two doors lead to the port side of the room, while another two doors lead to the starboard side. So all these doors in here, and there's like a mess of doors. I'm going to move this right here. But there's like a ton of doors in here. So like there's this probably like a um, 10 foot by 20 foot common room that you're in right now and there's a bunch of doors leading all directions okay so you came in from the back if you look to the front there's a sealed door to your left there's two doors to the right there's two doors and they all seem to be like simple sliding doors you just you don't need like special access or anything you just need to like hit a button okay but the door on the other side it does that look is it's closed yeah that one looks like it's sealed it's a more robust door it's uh it's got like a a a keypad security type door going on these doors on these other 
internal doors, they don't look like the secure type of door. They just kind of look like they um, exist. Okay. Is Does it look orderly, like uh, they made their beds, or does it look like they all left this room in a hurry? So the beds are actually inside some of these rooms. So I know you can see beds okay. in the map here. You really you've got access to this common room and like the terminals and stuff you'd have to open up like the personal doors to be able to see inside the bedrooms and stuff okay uh is there like a a central table in the middle uh like yeah it's kind of against this back wall here it's more of like a uh pushed up against the corner so the the room itself is not very large like if you put something in the middle of the room it'd be difficult to get around. So everything's okay. kind of tucked against the walls and the corners and stuff to sort of maximize walkable space. Okay. Uh, Cobb's going to knock on one of the walls, just kind of like a knock, knock on a wall. Yeah. Okay. On a door, it, on one of the walls. it kind of feels like a, a, a plasticine type thing. Um, it's solid, much like a internal wall would be on a, a, a starship. Or, or anything like this uh, feels sturdy um, nothing unusual it has the, a predictable thud and ring to it when you uh, when you rap on it do I hear any sounds uh, like um, in response to that knocking like a knock back or something scuttling or uh, any movement uh, you don't have any other response. It's uh, it's fairly quiet in here. Okay. Uh, uh, Cobb's gonna open up uh, the door to his immediate right. Okay, so the door to your immediate right. Okay. Um, you open up the door. Uh, there are three beds in here, and upon each of them is a dead body. Hmm. Uh, are they um, freshly dead looking, decomposed, uh, you know, their chests burst out, anything of note to these dead bodies? Um, anything of note? The answer is yes. There is something of note uh, for these dead bodies. Um, so let, let's turn this into some checks here. Uh, what's kind of the first question you want to have answered? Uh, do they look freshly dead? They or look the freshly they dead. Device? They look freshly um, dead. I'm going to call this a... Uh, um, I'll call this a difficulty zero. Um, it looks like what has happened is they have... Um, some of these bodies have been put into a um, like a, a body bag type situation. Like you can tell there's a body, right? Mm. Two of them are in body bags. Uh, the last looks relatively fresh. Um, you don't see any blood or anything like that on the third non-body bagged corpse. <laughs> but they definitely appear to me as though they're dead. Um, yeah, so you know that this atmosphere is not breathable. They are not wearing any type of life support. 
or um, oxygen mask or anything like that. Um, I've beyond getting closer and checking for life signs or anything. That's kind of what you can assess at your distance. Okay, I'm gonna close that door and go to the next room and open the door and look in. Is is that the one that's like right next? The right next to the same side of the room. Okay. Um. So three private refresher stalls line the wall of this water closet. A shower stall is installed at the back of the room. Um. Nothing unusual here. It's a bathroom. Okay. Um, so then I'll, I'll move to the uh, direct opposite door and check that room, assuming it's also a bathroom. So it's 5D? Yeah. Okay. Um, this storage area is lined with stand-up and foot lockers. Four nameplates engraved Dyson, Grace, Raquel, and Wilco are mounted on the largest lockers. I'm going. Uh, I'm going to assume that my my uh, smartphone has a camera on it. I'm going to snap uh, photos of those nameplates okay. for uh, future reference. All right. Um, I will uh, type them in chat here real quick. So there is Dyson. There is Grace. There is Raquel. And there is Wilco. Okay. Uh, I'm going to open Dyson's locker. Okay. Interesting. If, if I can. Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, let's see. Dyson's locker. Um, Dyson has um, some spare clothing. Uh, it looks like... Um, they really like to wear um, white lab coats. Um, as far as other possessions, there are a few. Um, oh, it looks like um, uh, books, like sort of hollow books um, mm. with uh, uh, they, they appear to be very scientific just based off of uh, the information there. Um, it definitely seems like they favor uh, intellectual pursuits. Um, they don't really have too many other personal effects in there. It looks very uh, pragmatic as far as what they're keeping in this main uh, footlocker. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move on to the next room, 5B. 5B. Okay. I don't know if I've got a... Yeah. So uh, this appears to be a um, a private bedroom. So it's... uh, It looks like it may have been like a storage closet at one point, but they cleared it out and were able to put a bed in here. So it's private, yes. Uh, Can you touch all four walls simultaneously? Also, yes. Uh, So... Um, you know, that that's kind of the situation in here. Uh, no bodies in here, though. Okay. Is there any indication about uh, which of the four this room belonged to? Um, no. Okay. Okay. The, um, the bed definitely doesn't look like it had been slept in in a while. Okay. 
All right. Uh, Cobb's going to go uh, to the engine room and join the others. Okay. Everybody is in the engine room. Um, so while, while the, uh, the, the cockroach situation was being uh, checked out and the engine was being checked out, and while the rooms were being checked out, um, we've now reconvened at a convenient time where, you know, all four, all the stuff has been completed. Now all four are, are here. Um, what? Uh, so, uh, Cobb, since you were the uh, odd one out, would you like to relay information to folks? Yeah, uh, Cobb's going to walk in and be like, all right, it was a crew of four. I've got three dead bodies, which means we've got a missing crewman uh, somewhere here on the ship. Uh, obviously dead, but, uh, you know, there's another body somewhere. So, you know, watch out. Don't step in anything. Well, I've already stepped in some cockroaches, um, which frankly was not pleasant, would not recommend. Uh, I'm not endorsed by cockroaches, I guess I'm trying to say. Does that make sense to you? Yes, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, so this engine room, I'm going to try to punch the engine. Um, like, just like, let's kick it on. I, I feel like that that's the, the reaction that my character has. My character is trying to restart the ship. He doesn't really care about... He's trying to, to commandeer the ship. So I feel like he's here. He's okay. going to start the engine. That's what he's going to do. All right. Uh, so you try to um, start the ship. Uh, I am going to intrude uh without any type of repairs or anything of that nature when you try to start the ship uh you get an electrical short um that does not bode well for someone who is um uh metal and regretfully some of your systems that allow you to be magnetic have inadvertently attracted some of this exposed copper wire and you get a, a little bit of a jolt. So we're going to call this uh, um, two intellect damage from a, a little uh, reminder that there's some exposed wiring. You do get an experience for that, though. So. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Sure. Uh, Can I leave wiring? Sorry. Would it be feasible? Sorry, would it be feasible for Astrid to see this happen and to try and pull him back from it before he gets too injured? No, he's he's taking his XP. He can spend XP okay. if he doesn't want it to happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. The, the wiring. <laughs> uh huh. Then. Okay. So the wiring damage is pretty extensive. It's going to take a. It's going to take some time. There will be a time commitment. Um. Um. There's not anything like terribly loose. It seems like whatever these critters enjoyed it, it was like the uh, insulation and not necessarily the copper. So really what needs to be done is it, it's not like a matter of trying to figure out the schematics of like what goes where and everything, but more like I need to insulate this wiring. So if I had like electrical tape, if I had something else that I could, you know, like insulate this wire from, you could probably figure out all the wiring and stuff to do a thorough job it would take about an hour of your time um so uh if you really wanted to half-ass it i would call that a um difficulty three um 
actually uh, difficulty two if you wanted to half-ass it. Uh, difficulty four if you wanted to do a really like thorough job. I want to do a thorough job, and I'm gonna take that. I can probably take that down too uh, because of repair, and then I have duct tape in my inventory. Okay, so you've got uh, you're trained in repair, and then you've got an asset of duct tape. So yeah, I, I'll drop that to uh, difficulty two, so you can kind of yep. do like a thorough job. So, but that's you like getting in there. You're checking for the exposed wires. You're getting everything wrapped up and everything. So yeah, we'll call that difficulty yep. two. That's a, That's a five. five. That is a five. Um, so uh, I'll give you mixed success here. So this will um, take the one hour uh, that we were talking about here. So you are going to tick um, one hour on your your time and stuff. And if people want to split it up and do something while he does that, that's fine. But um what will also happen is this should um, make a little bit of progress towards getting the ship operational, at least good enough to be able to, like, this plus some other repairs means that eventually you'll be able to limp this thing. Yeah, you'll you'll probably need to do, like, a full, like, electrical rewire, like, harnesses and everything eventually, but um, this is a good start. Cool. So I will also okay. say that, like, along this back wall um, is sort of like the other uh, engineering stuff. So, like, not only do you have your engines, but you have, like, your primary engineering suite. Electrical. Yeah, some of that. Um, I'm not the one to, to do it, but is it, uh, does, would we be able to unlock all the locked doors on the ship? From here, um, you haven't really examined the locked doors that much, so um, you're you're not entirely sure. I mean, some ships are designed like that. It's possible you'd have to examine it a little bit more. If you if you want, uh, I can. I'm I'm starting to get edgy. My uh, character's starting to get edgy. Is like, uh, I'm I'm gonna go wander. Does anybody want to go with? We gotta find the uh, oxygen thingy, right? Let's yeah. Um, yeah. Let's yeah, find the, really the oxygen thingy. Okay. Yeah. Have, uh, the guy with the repair kit come help, I guess. Okay. We'll. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll take. Either way, I'm bored. We should go. Okay. We'll take a, a look at one more room tonight. Then. Oh, okay. Then we can. Um, then we can reconvene at our next recording session. So, um, I'm so excited. <laughs> as you come out of this room, so you can kind of see this hallway that you saw earlier. You can see into like the the airlock receiving. You can see this sort of corner where you came in. Uh, now down this hallway, um, you do see uh, several doors. You see a locked door uh, down here at the very. Um, front of the ship and you've got um these two side doors right here okay uh can uh check off tell me what if there's markings on these door what do they say yep uh so um check off will tell you that number four is uh logistics 
and that number two all the way down to the end of the hallway is uh, the port cargo hold. Okay, makes sense. And that door next to number four has no label. Oh, interesting. I wonder... I wonder if the people who designed the ship were smart enough to put uh, uh, this stuff that in- includes life support systems towards the middle of the ship, or if they did something silly and put it towards the outside of the ship where it could get damaged more easily. Um, I'm going to try and open door 2A. 2A the door right okay. next to number 4. So the one 2A, next to number four. It, it's hard to see in this map, but 2A is only accessible through 2. This okay, little room so, uh, right here is like it's gotcha. it's a five by five closet, is what it's it a closet. Tro- what it ends up being. But two okay, is it a, locked? No, it, it's accessible. It's a broom closet. Okay, uh, I would like to grab a broom. I will allow it. You now okay. have a broom. Okay. Anything <laughs> else in here useful? Like chemicals? It's just cleaning um, supplies, right? Essentially, like. Um, yeah, cleaning supplies. Space cleaning supplies, whatever that entails. Space. Cool. So got some Windex in there. Well, you gotta, clean. So you gotta make Mr. things clean look only shiny. He's, right, he's Mr. Clean, and he's got, like, a very shiny help. Like, y'all saw Alien and Aliens. Like, those white interiors, they took some uh, TLC. Oh. They'd scuff so easily. Like, you gotta... Oh, yeah, it's, it's like living inside an Apple store. You gotta have just... some magic erasers and stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, there's like a shelf of magic erasers. It's like, huh. Scrub right. daddies and just... <laughs> <laughs> they've got like they've got like the faces on them. Yeah. That's the best. All right, um, I'll so take, is... I will take the broom with me. So I will say that as you're walking down, uh, you have to pass logistics to, to get down there. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to miss... Uh, there is a body slumped over on the console in logistics. Oh, oh, okay. I think we found number f- number four. All right. Uh, uh, hold on, I gotta cut my stream. I'll get demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's go check it out. Okay. Right. We, uh, yeah. Bob's gonna um, trippy. Uh, look at the body. Does it look freshly dead or like the other bodies? Uh, well, two of them were in body bags, so you don't really oh, know right, the see. state of them. The one you did see looked relatively fresh, no blood, anything like that. Uh, maybe a little bit of uh, bloating. Um, this one, if you can believe it, uh, looks even fresher. Mm. So uh, a bit more recent. Uh, I've never seen a dead body before. How can you tell he's dead? Cobb's gonna pull the body, like pull it off the the console. Okay. Uh, um. This is the floor. yeah. The, we're talk- talking about a uh, hundred and thirty pounds of dead weight. Uh, so it's your opportunity to show off if that's what you desire to do with the corpse. Otherwise, it's going to it's going to fall. Um, well, actually, it's going to be on a like a, a wheeled chair type deal, like an office chair. So as you pull it, it's going to pull away from the console, and then the body 
which had been resting on the console, is basically just going to, to nosedive into the floor and ragdoll on there. So uh, what kind of uh, sa- what kind of sound does it make? Is it more is it a thump or is it kind of like a wet sap falling? Um, I'm gonna say thump. I don't know if there's anything that would uh, precipitate um, wet sack noises at this moment. Okay, so it's not it's not so degraded. No, not at all. all. Not at all. Okay. Um, this room, a string of terminals lines the wall of what appears to be a control station. Digital clipboards hang near the entranceway, displaying data in an unknown script. A suite of security cameras displays various internal views of the ship's three cargo holds. Hmm. Oh, are the feeds still live? Are they still going? Um, some of the damage to electrical is kind of localized here as well. Um... But you know what? I wrote in this description, so we're going to do the classic thing where it's really staticky and kind of blinks in and out. Mm. Uh, so the security systems, you've got three uh, views. Chekhov will be able to differentiate between what's port, what's starboard, and what's central. So for your purposes, rooms one, rooms two, and rooms three. Uh, room one really looks like it's mostly mechanical goods. Um, it kind of looks like maybe uh, some decommissioned um, robots, droids, that type of thing. But like all the mechanical supplies seem to be uh, located in here. Uh, room number two, uh, you see uh, a lot of crates. Um, some of them have been uh, have been opened um, and have holes in them. Uh, it appears maybe they were hauling some foodstuffs. Um, if you look really closely, uh, especially um, Jason and Astrid, you might recognize some more of those roaches in there. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the central cargo, which is going to be number three, it looks like this area has been sort of converted to like a recreation area. Oh, cool. Uh, so it's being less used for cargo and more for like um, like a common space for all the crew members and stuff. So um, recreation, uh, uh, maybe uh, let's say workout equipment, maybe uh, video screens, um, like dining tables, that type of deal. Like just really converted into uh, uh, like a a larger common space. Very cool. Um, the clipboards. It's like, a, it's like a, it's it's like a clubhouse on a ship. Yeah, it's really. Um, so the uh, clipboards are in this uh, Korean script as well. Check off. Um, we already said is able to translate those uh, with the help of your translator. Um, these are cargo manifests. Um. So you can kind of see what's in uh, some of these uh, spaces, but it looks like primarily they were using it for um, uh, hauling cargo and stuff, and they and they were handling those logistics here. Okay, From so- the cargo list, is there anything that would jump out as like chemicals or something that might have caused you know? Uh, any sort of leak or something that would have caused caused the eventual deaths of the crew. Yeah, 
I, I'm not necessarily good at it, but I am going to try and see if I can figure out what killed the guy who's currently ragdolled across the floor. Okay. Um, let me start with cause of death, because uh, that might be a little bit easier. Um, Unless I roll really badly. <laughs> He's got a giant gonna, hole in his chest. Yeah, I'm going to go with... Uh, no, I'm going to go with uh, difficulty four, which is trained people have a 50-50 chance to succeed here. So, yeah, if you were trained in, like, medical, that might be easier. So we're going to call it difficulty four. Nope. She's not a medic. She just kind of, like, she's she's mostly guessing. Okay. It's so uh, you're looking for a, a 12 or she's better. She's seen movies. Yeah. And hollows and, and read books and stuff. I mean, she's read a lot of books. Yeah. She's just never seen a dead body before it touched one and or knows what to do with it yeah give me a oh, oh my god wait that's not a d20 you literally rolled 20 uh okay you you, you did a math instead of a random roll i did okay so what should i roll instead slash r space d20 not reddit i did roll it uh do that there 12. Okay, um, rolling a 20 instead of a d20. Well, it's well a 12. you were looking for a 12. <laughs> I was looking for a 12. You were looking for a 12. Um, judging by the coloration of the skin... Has um, he turned blue or cherry red? Uh, kind of blue. You're thinking... Mm-hmm. And this does appear to be a female-presenting individual. Uh, it appears to be suffocation. Okay. All right. Uh, 100%- suffocation? Or, yeah, suffocation, um, no breathing. Well, yeah, like, um, What's yeah, the we'll, call, well, asphyxiation. 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 Yeah. So we're kind of looking at asphyxiation. Uh, if you also look, she had a really bad case of raccoon eyes. Uh, mm-hmm. Doesn't look like this person slept much at all uh, in their last days. Um, okay, we really need you to can, um, fix the oxygen and the CO2. Yeah, you can we kind of see uh, detritus and litter in this room that looks like uh, they probably ate and drank the majority of their meals in this room. They spent a lot of time in this room during their last days. Were they trying to... It's it Logistics, is there something they could have used logistics to try and fix something? Um... You were think they like, there was, are they tripping balls on something and forgot to like eat and breathe? Or um, Chekhov will be able to help with this. Uh, this is kind of where communications were as well. Oh, ah, okay. And then um, Cobb, you had a question about this situation as well, and I forget what it was. Oh, it was if there was anything on the manifest that you know, chemicals or something that you know might have ruptured or caused uh, some sort of so dangerous, any dangerous items on the manifest that would jump out to me um, or sports star. Sure. Um, there are um, one thing that's going to stand out that doesn't require a check is it does look like they were using kind of like a military grade um, uh, when I'm well, yeah, like military grade uh, protective uh, droid slash robot for security. There's uh, two of them that they had purchased uh, that are part of their 
um, cargo. Uh, the second thing, um, do, do you have any background in like uh, the criminal element? No. Or, or even like even stuff like sports betting or anything like that? Like where uh, you on the, yeah, uh, I, uh, on the up and up, but you know, kind of kind of Pete Rosie. Uh, not okay. that bad, but kind of like I knew it was there. I knew it was around. You know? All right, smoke um, but didn't inhale it. Gotcha. Make me a. Um, I would call it a difficulty two, but I'm gonna make it a difficulty one check as you look through the other um, manifest. Crit. Cool. Okay. You know this uh, because of your endorsement deals and stuff like that. Um, you see some code words. You you think that something in that uh, cargo bay number two, there was um, someone was kind of cooking the books a little bit. There was some type of contraband, and you can tell because it's using some of the verbiage that you've heard before in the industry, some other players and stuff that have spent their money on weird things. This is some exotic foodstuffs, the type of thing that should be going through quarantine, checking for bugs, checking for pests, checking for virulent strains, anything like that. But somebody has snuck aboard like some exotic foodstuffs and has tried their best to make it sound like something legit. But you've heard these slang before. You've heard this terminology before. Um, Whatever was in bay number two was somebody's pet project. There's no way that would have got on board without um, actual quarantine procedures. Um, All right. With that, we will call this session to an end. So to recap, you've worked a little bit on the engines. You have found four dead bodies, and you've got some information about some of the things that are in the cargo holds. Thank you.